Hello and welcome to Panic City, the podcast for the roiling emotions inside every Mets fan. I'm Chadwick Mallon, an editor at 538 by Day and a Mets fan by night. With me on the other line, it's Neil Statman Payne. Hi, Neil. Hey, Chad. How are Neil, you? Thank you for asking. Thank you so much for asking, Neil. I am doing perfectly fine today. Thinking about the Mets and the week that was and how it wasn't a particularly good week. Yeah, I'm curious as to, is this leading up to you um, telling me I was right to be panicked uh, a week ago? Because you were, you had triumphantly said, like, you're going to come to me in a few weeks and say, I was wrong, shouldn't have been panicked. But now it's like, eh, I don't know. Are you panicked, Chad? I'm not. And that's what today shows me, though, why I am so right. Still not panicked. panicked. Um, Neil, before we get to the reasons why I am right, which is really what every show is about. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the week that was sort of to set the scene, shall we? Um, so since we last spoke, the Mets took two of three from the Phillies. Remember that? I know it's hard to remember. Or sorry, it's hard to remember. three of four from the Phillies. So sorry with that incredible, epic 10 to nine triple comeback on Sunday in which... <laughs> David Rob, Rob Thomas for some reason put David Robertson in in the ninth inning to get a save after having pitched him two innings and thirty six pitches the night before and he just didn't have it um, and blew that lead and and that was that and well and until Edwin Diaz let up a run which we did not know was possible uh, in, in that <laughs> bottom of, of the inning um, but he Mets still got the save and then. The Mets lost two straight to the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, both by score four to two. You know, it's interesting. Those Yankees losses sort of overshadow the Phillies series in, in lots of ways, right? Um, and- well, and I think uh, you're forgetting, did we also have an Atlanta loss uh, leading into that Philly series since we last talked? We did, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's maybe I forget this. We recorded before that, but the episode came out after, right? Um, and, yeah. and that, um, that was a Degrom loss. Exactly, that was a Degrom loss. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so let's let's talk about um, what that week did to the playoff odds, and then we can go a little deeper into that week in general. Yeah. So you know, I, I I'll stop talking about the playoff odds overall because it's still greater than ninety nine percent. We don't need to. You know, I think it's pretty clear the Mets are gonna make the playoffs. It's just in what capacity, and that part is a little bit concerning to me because the odds of winning the division have gone down from eighty five percent to now just seventy five percent because the Braves just keep winning and they they will not uh let up it seems right now um and so that has closed the gap between the two i think what was the at one point it was like 92 or 93 percent to win the the division uh you know in recent episodes we were talking about and now it's down to 75 again we're we're a game and a half up as of this recording yeah so again 75 like if, if you had told us before the season that on August 25th, we'd have a 75% chance of winning the division and the Braves just 25 and the Phillies, I guess at zero at this point or less than one, um, I'd have been happy. But I think, you know, given how things have played out in the past, it is sort of a, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to uh, feel you know, relief yet, uh, or, or confident yet. Now, interestingly, the world series odds for the Mets didn't change through that, which I'm sort of, 
I don't even know how or why that would be possible because we've talked about the importance of the top, uh, one of the top two seeds, which you can only get by winning the division. Uh, and so you would think that having 10 percentage points taken off of your uh, division chances would directly lead to you being in that wild card round more mm-hmm. often, which then would make it more difficult to potentially mm-hmm. advance to the World Series. But, you know, maybe we're talking about uh, minute differences. Like the Braves went up from 8% to 10% in the World Series odds. Mets, again, stayed level at 13%. So, uh, yeah, but I don't think there's any way to spin it through all those results that you just talked about other than to say kind of a bad week. Not not the ideal week. We'll put it that way. So, but Neil, here's why you shouldn't panic. Mm-hmm. Because when I go to tankathon.com, have you been to tankathon.com? Yeah, I'm a fan of Tankathon, although I only use it to um, uh, for, I believe, it's, in, it's like original intended purpose, which was to figure out the odds of having the top pick in the uh, various different sports, hence the name Tankathon. I have not been to tankathon.com before today. but Its now logo is a bulldozer, right? Or, uh, yeah, it's, so it's a tank. It's like oh, a, it's an like actual a, tank. A military tank, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tankathon.com has a wonderful visual look at remaining opponents, which is like so badly needed as opposed to just like rows and rows of like text. The Mets, as you mentioned last week, and I just want to remind you of something that you said, have the easiest schedule left in all of baseball. That's a great point. 37 games. Overall winning percentage is 446. Here are the tough teams left, according to tankathon.com. Three against the Dodgers, three against the Braves in that last week of the season, and three against the Brewers. That's it. Meanwhile, we have, excuse my very squeaky chair, we have six against the Nationals, three against the Oakland Athletics, which is going to be strange to be in Oakland and watch the Mets in Oakland. Three against Oakland. Oh, you're, you're going to be there? Again, Oakland? I don't know. You made it sound like you're going to go to Oakland. No, just in general. Like, I don't feel like the Coliseum is really in my life very much. No, that's true. Yeah. Do, do they still even uh, play there? No one has actually watched an Oakland game this year. So <laughs> no the one game happens in the forest. <laughs> um, seven against the Pirates, Neil. Seven against the Pirates, who are really quite bad. Four against Your favorite the player, though, O'Neill Cruz. Listen. Um, I love O'Neill Cruz, but Neil, I had to drop him from the fantasy team. <laughs> he, when he makes contact, it is as though Thor himself has come down with with a lightning bolt, lightning hammer. I don't know. I don't. I'm not that into Thor, but he barely makes any contact. The guy's K rate is like over 35 percent or something. Okay, I think he's a great argument for there should be like an exit velo fantasy league where it's like we don't care about anything except just the stat cast, like impressive power uh, of of contact. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what the drilling argument for is our earlier idea, which is truly the best idea that this podcast has ever generated, which is an all-star skills competition mm-hmm. and have him go up against Stanton and whoever else for uh, exit velo supremacy. Yeah. Why haven't they done that? You know, like we have the home run derby, which is great. I'm on record yeah. as a big fan. But uh, why have they not taken that extra, that next step to sort of like, okay, home runs are just an outcome. They're just a product of hitting the ball hard. But now we can measure the actual amount of hardness that you hit the ball with. Baseball should measure more hardness. That's, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> with this. Um, four against the Rockies. 
five against the Marlins, whose pitching is very good, and so it's always a sort of here and there of what you're going to get, and three against the Cubs. The Mets are sitting pretty, Neil. I'm yeah. not worried. I'm actually a little less worried than I was a week ago, and I think the reason why, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, but the fact that we're now done with this 10-game road trip against good teams. So the Mets have been on the road every game since August 15th. Uh, they also have played three other games before that, so the Philly series at City Field without any off days going into the road trip. So they've been playing a lot of games in uh, not that many days, uh, but but most of them have been on the road as well. So to go four and six over a series of 10 consecutive road games, I believe no off days between any of them. And you're going up against Atlanta, Philly, and the Yankees. And to go four and six in that, you know, honestly, that's not that bad. Like, I, I bet that that is what you would probably expect from a team that overall wins like, you know, 60 some odd percent of its games. We're 79 and 46 as of taping. Um, but, you know, 10 straight road games against good teams, maybe you only win 40% of them. I don't know. So I think with that out of the way, and now you have, it uh, looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 consecutive home games now on the other side, including an off day going in. Yeah, three are against the Dodgers. But like, I kind of feel better. It's almost like being afraid of the thing that that you're really worried about, like going 0 and 10 over that over that road trip right but to get once you're on the other side of it you're like god thank thank god that's over now it's like okay maybe things aren't that bad so i think i'm actually coming around to be less panicked now than i was now that the road trip is over than i was during the road trip does that make sense yes what i'm hearing you say is chad you were right chad you were kind of right (laughs) i'll take it i'll take it um, and, you know, it's not as though on the road trip we lost in ways that felt, to your point, sort of like really concerning, right? Like, Yeah, I really should have. I actually honestly thought that we we're going to win that second game against the Yankees with the bases loaded, Lindor up. I was like, the Yankees are blowing this. They're, you know, falling apart at the seams, as we talked about. Uh, and, you know, Lindor is going to get a clutch hit, and this is all going to turn around. Didn't happen. But the fact that it came close, I mean, like, that that those games were real toss-ups, I think, between the two New York teams. Absolutely, and you know, I'll be happy to face Domingo Herman and um, Frankie Montas. Yeah, give me Scherzer you know. versus Herman in a World Series um, exactly. matchup, please. Exactly. So yes, baseball is all going to be fine. Neil Tankathon.com is <laughs> has shown us the way. My happy place. It's where I go to just luxuriate in Zen. That that's that's what I'm taking away from this. Okay. Um, all right. It's sort of a I, yeah. I don't have a ton more to say today, Neil. Like the Mets are fine. They had a down week. The Mets are fine. They've playing four against the Rockies at home. I'm gonna be there on Friday night. We're just gonna blitz them. It's gonna be no problem. Tonight's the Grom. No problem. Only thing to worry about is the Braves. Just like you know, like I was saying uh, earlier, the fact that they have lost so little recently is a little concerning because this team we know they're good like it's you know we've we've sort of seen this um from them uh and this is probably a better version of them 
than we've seen. Like they won the World Series. They're the defending champs. And this is probably better team this year than last year. So that is a little bit, you know, it's not in the Mets control anymore, at least until, did you say we have one more series? Yeah, the last week of uh, September. It's not really in our control anymore to slow them down uh, at this point, but they also have, uh, and I think we talked about this last week as well, they have a easier than average schedule um, from here on as well, but not as easy as the Mets. So that's the one thing to hang on to now. Hang our hats on that easy strength of schedule. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, I, yeah, the Braves, the Braves strength of schedule is also relatively easy below 500. So I, um, it's going to be a fight. I mean, that's, I think, uh, you know, putting aside our partisanship in this, which is difficult. We are on a very partisan podcast right now. Um, but this is like an old fashioned yeah. uh, pennant race type of thing, especially given the stakes of you win the division. Right. The central is so crappy that you're going to be a top two seed and you're going to get that, um, that buy versus you don't win the division. You're up against a lot harder path to the world series. So there's like real stakes here, real drama, real rivalry between the teams. And they're both fantastic teams. This is theater. This is baseball theater. I love that baseball theater. Um, Our next podcast. That's what it'll be called. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Neil, 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 Neil. Let's talk about the week to come. Let's talk Mm. about the week to come Four against the Rockies. As I, mentioned um which is exciting that i watched the rangers absolutely obliterate the rockies in denver yesterday and that's because (laughs) that's because nathaniel lowe has found his way into my clutches in this fantasy baseball that keeps coming up and it was just a joy and but then after the rockies comes a real button the top shirt on uh, button the top button on your collar on your shirt collar whatever i'm trying to say series (laughs) <laughs> against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who Dustin May is back, Neil. Yeah, ginger that, guard. That guy is really good. <laughs> the, but, I mean, Andrew Heaney is pitching really well. It's just the Dodgers just keep churning out pitchers. It's exhausting. Um, but some of them will be playing at City Field Tuesday through Thursday of next week. And, um, and then we'll podcast. So if you're panicking about something, Neil, what's it going to be? Oh, panicking if uh, DeGrom uh, cannot get another win uh, in his start against the Rockies, I guess tonight. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just, you know, we need to see him get wins under his belt. Uh, We need this recurring theme from the past few years of either he doesn't get the run support or it's just, you know, sort of the circumstances come together where he can't, um, you know, he's pulled from the game and then someone scores afterward and and the win uh, eludes him. We need him to get those numbers for his Hall of Fame bona fides down the line. That's my that's my source of, of panic. I don't know. I mean, of course, the Dodgers, you know. Will I be even panicked if they lose to the Dodgers? Like, it's, I don't know, an LCS preview. I don't know. But, yeah, mainly just want, just want Jake to get those Ws. Yeah, I know. Though the more he wins, the harder it's going to be to re-sign him, you know. Because this, the, 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 we really have to worry about win-loss record when it comes to his value on the market. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding, Neil. Um, He's not right. an arbitration guy anymore. They, they don't I use know. that formula I for know. him. I know, I know. All right. 
So that'll do it for this week's show. A nice quickie uh, check-in. Our theme song is by the Mystery Mansion. Our logo is by Pat Barrett. Our control rumor emeritus is Tony Chow. Woo! Neil Payne. <laughs> I'm Chadwick Matlin. Swim Nemo Swim. Splash. Splash Alonzo Splash. And Chug Vogelback. Chug Vogelback. I couldn't remember the last one. I can't believe we've never done the trade-off. That's like a far better remote solution than it, our overlap. It, yeah, it really is. And it also gives us the chance to, uh, you know, freelance with our own, like, you know, mm, shave, shave Guillaume shave. No, we don't want that. Although maybe, you know, when he comes back, could be a whole new man. Just come back, Guillaume. Yeah, just come back. Yeah. All right, All right Neil. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.